Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. If you've been listening a few months ago, you may have remembered I did a podcast, and we'll put a link in the show notes, which either if you go to the website, howshereallydoesit.com, and go to this particular episode, or if you go into whether it's your iTunes or I guess it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify accounts or wherever you listen, there'll be notes in there. We'll have a link, but you can go and listen. But earlier this year, I did a podcast about struggling. And the cool thing is now we're in spring and I've been doing pretty well for the most part, but it's like, I feel really good, right? And even this week, I was like, wow, my brain works so much better. It's clearer. I feel really good. And I live an amazing life and there are shit shows everywhere. And it still is the case. It was the case back in January. I have a lot of tools and resources. I have skill sets that I've developed over the years and that's the truth of it. And so I just want to share with you of, you know, there's a great quote that I came across that's now become one of my favorites is every storm runs out of rain. And that's from Maya Angelou. And so if you're in a storm right now and you're sad or you're struggling, you know, the thing is, is that there is a way out and asking yourself, like, what does support look like? What do you need? Who can you reach out for help? And when I'm saying help, it's not a weakness. We're not meant to go it alone, right? The struggle is real. And for me, it's easy to have common humanity and have compassion because this is what I do all day long. And I'm interfacing with people constantly in the world of work that I do. And the struggle is real. Like these are glorious times and they're hard times. And sometimes it's all in the same day and that's okay. So looking at, well, what support do you need? I wanted to share that with you is because as a follow-up and I think I've talked about in other podcasts, but I've been noticing how much better I feel and recognizing that. And that's a win right? And that's a yay me moment and recognizing that and taking that in is so, so important because I could give you a list of all the different shit shows that are currently going on or the to-do list that just never seem to get done because of my high achieving self's ideas and my brain and how it works. But there's so much good. And to realize and to think back of how I was feeling at the beginning of this year and the storm has run out of rain for right now. Who knows what tomorrow will bring or next week, but I feel really good. And I do love the spring. I love seeing all the flowers blooming. California, we've had so much rain. It's been fantastic. And I'm glad to be on this side of it because everything is so green and vibrant. And the poppies are just amazing, right? They're just flourishing. They're in my yard. They're in my neighbor's yard. We've got flowers growing and the heat's starting to happen. I laugh because our heat is like, you know, I think it was 78 on Easter. And we were all like, wow, it's hot. And, you know, the summer we'll get to triple degree days. So for my area, it's not that hot. But because we've been cold for so long, it seems to be really hot. You know, there's like a rebirth that's happening, right? There's this new growth that's occurring out in the environment. And I love it. 
I love the longer days of sunlight. The energy is there. I'm just really delighted. And so I wanted to share with you that is this is what real life is like, right? There's the hard stuff of life. There's the struggle. There's the sadness. There's the grief. There's the loss. There's the joy. There's the beauty. There's the shit shows. There's the fun and the delight. There's all of it. And that's what this beautiful, messy life is about. So I want to share that with you as I go into talking about the cultural programming that gets in the way of the life you want. But before I do that, I need to do a shout out because I've let this slide a bit and we need to come back to it is those of you that have been leaving reviews on whatever listening device that you're on, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing, right? Because for some of you, like for my clients that do listen to my show, I get feedback from them and I hear, but it's from these reviews or the emails that you send us. So thanks for taking the time out. And I want to do a shout out to Fave 300 who listens to the show on their commute. It says, bring substance to my commute. Thank you. Hi, Corinne. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now and have to say how much I love them. You always bring me something new to think about or some way to do better in my daily life. I'm encouraged by your humanness and what you share on yourself as you continue to improve your life and the lives of others. I listen on my commute, walking through the park and traveling the globe. Please keep doing what you're doing because it makes a difference in my life. So Fave 300, thanks so much for doing that and giving me that feedback. I try to share either my stories, right? And sometimes I do my, my stories because I get to choose what I share with you. When I choose client stories, I have to alter their names, maybe their titles, genders, so that I can not disclose what's going on for them, right? Because I have non-disclosure agreements with them. So it's how do I share people's stories? And I'm a story collector. That's what I do. I have human behavior, something that's always fascinated me. And as an athlete, as a coach, you know, in this profession, helping people, how do we rise up? How do we be our best selves? And really, it's when we talk about improving, it's about being more of who we really are, right? Taking off the armor, putting down the shields, allowing ourselves to show up and shine. And so for those of you who are like, oh, I, I can't do more, or I have to be better than I am. It's really about what we want is you, the essence of you. And that's what I help my clients do. And then so they can create meaningful work, so they can lead their employees, they can build their companies. That's what I do. And it's very delightful. So I'm happy to share here with you on the show. And a theme that's been coming up is my one of my favorite go-tos. It's about Cinderella, the fairy godmother, and Prince Charming. So that's what I'm going to talk with you about today, because this becomes a theme that's ongoing. And I like to use these as the metaphors and the work that I do when I'm coaching clients. And it's so important to think about these characters, right? Because Cinderella, the fairy godmother, and Prince Charming, when I say that, for the most part, we understand what those characters are, right? We understand that. And it becomes a shorthand, especially when I'm coaching a client of what maybe they're going through. So like, let's look at Cinderella. Cinderella, the, her story is I can enjoy my life. I can get permission to go to the ball once I've completed all my work. You know, once I get all the stuff done, then my evil stepmother will allow me to go, right? 
The problem is the evil stepmother is constantly sabotaging Cinderella. There's an endless to-do list. And she'll even take away the opportunity if she feels fear or shame about maybe Cinderella getting an opportunity that her own kids won't have. And think about this. This happens a lot. Can happen in youth sports. Maybe somebody gets picked for a sports team that your kid doesn't, right? And we can understand that feeling that the evil stepmother may have, right? And where we may want to shame and penalize, even if it's just in our brains, right? We all have it. We're humans. And I am a stepmother, so I'm not a big fan of Disney. And he seems to have a lot of hatred to stepmothers. I'll have to talk to a friend of ours who's written a lot of books on Disney and find out more maybe the backstory about that. But What happens in this whole idea of Cinderella and evil stepmother is my clients are often playing both roles on themselves. They won't let themselves enjoy life. They won't let themselves rest. And because they have all this work to do, and then with the promise, right, that, oh, one day I'll get this all done and then I'll be able to enjoy my time. So they're like this evil stepmother to themselves as well. And they're having that duality versus being the leader of our lives. You know, as we become adults, we get to have a lot more agency. We get to choose how we want to spend our time. We get to choose how we want to work, right? There's consequences to that. There's always choices and consequences, but we get to choose and we get to figure out how does this align with the responsibilities that I have, with the obligations you may have. And we don't need to create this Cinderella evil stepmother persona within ourselves as we go through life. So figuring out like, okay, what does enjoying your life look like? And being able to enjoy it, being delighted in it, right? Allowing that experience to happen and as well as doing the work that's necessary for the responsibilities that you've chosen to say yes to. And we don't need to have an evil stepmother inside of us. We can have compassion, right? Compassion is the biggest motivator for change. And compassion also has boundaries. You know, we can be fierce. We can be fierce and compassionate. We can have boundaries where we do no harm. And we don't need to be the evil stepmother to ourselves. We don't need to be Cinderella. We can go through our lives as the leaders. The next character, and I used to say this a lot when clients would first hire me, right? Because they would come to me and they're like, okay, Corinne. And there was a lot of like unrealistic expectations about how to change human behavior. (laughs) And really it was like, they expected, okay, one session, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, and magically they would transform, (laughs) right? Human behavior, it takes time and practice. And I learned this as as a really, you know, early in my coaching career of, I'm a really good swim coach and I can't teach anybody how to swim in six hours. And so if we're going to make changes and we will in your life or in your business, right, in your career, it's going to take some time. And I know we want fast and instantaneous, right? Like I just ordered some stuff online that's going to get delivered this evening. I get the instantaneous, but that's not how human behavior change. It's not how we change our cultures in our offices, in our workplace, right? It takes time. And so one of the things that I'm really clear about is, is that I'm not the fairy godmother, right? And yes, there's magic in the world. And the way I think of magic in the world is the synchronicity, right? For example, 
one of my clients was thinking about somebody, it's a vulnerable relationship and how they, she had wanted to reach out to this person, but didn't want to be bothersome. And then like within the day, this person reached out to her and now they're going to have, they're going to have an opportunity to spend some time together and continue to work on cultivating a relationship of connection and meaningful connection, right? That's the synchronicity. That stuff happens. That's, that's why I call it magic. It's that, you know, sometimes think about it. Notice when you may be thinking about somebody and then all of a sudden you get a text and you're thinking about them without attachment. It's, it's If you're trying this right now, you're like, okay, Corinne said this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to think about it. Well, why isn't it happening? It's that attachment piece that gets in the way of that message. But there is that synchronicity and that can be our fairy godmother. Here's the deal. We still must show up and do our work. We must be a part of it instead of thinking somebody's going to come in, wave their wine and transform us, right? Like there are things that we need to do as well. So like with the fairy godmother, right? I'm not going to wave a wand and go bibbity bobbity boo and then transform my clients, but we're, I'm going to walk alongside my clients and we're going to do this. And because there's focus and there's commitment and we're doing this work, there's feedback, there's engagement. That's how the transformation happens. It does happen, but it's not because of a wave of a wand, right? There is work, there is process that happens that is able to help create that transformation. And then finally, we're going to talk about the Prince Charming or the rescue of the white knight. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times, and I'm fierce. I'm a feminist, right? I very, very independent. I have pulled myself up on my own bootstraps, right? Like I used to think I could do it alone and it was all on me, all of that. But there have been so many times that I would go into something and I was really, really scared. And I was like, I just want the white knight to rescue me, right? I want Prince Charming to come in and make it all better and live happily ever after. And so an example of this is I have a client who is in the process. I have a couple clients who are hiring lawyers for their business or going through transition of lawyers or CPAs. And they want it to be set up where this person will know all the ins and outs and be able to make sure that they can see all the stuff that they can't see, right? And they want that white knight. And so one of the things is upon hiring somebody to come in and support you in the work that you do, giving ourselves the space to be clear about like, okay, asking for what you need instead of magically thinking that they're going to know all the things that you need. We need to communicate. I work on this all day long with my clients. You know, it's Brene Brown saying, clear is kind, unclear is unkind, right? So my clients were kind of putting on these professionals that they were going to be the white knight and come in and rescue them from this really vulnerable, painful situation that they were in as they're evolving their companies to the next level of they're going to know it all. And that way I can just sit back because I'm exhausted, right? We need to be in partnerships with people instead of giving them this white knight and they're going to sweep us off our feet and we're going to live happily ever after. Again, the Cinderella, right? The fairy godmother, Prince Charming, this has been so indoctrinated in our brain. We may not even be conscious of it, of what we are thinking should happen, right? And so when we can have clarity and we can see it, we're like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And not to beat yourself up. You know, I haven't used the white knight rescue in a long time. I don't know how long is a long time, seven months, a year, three years. I can't remember right now, 
but I use it. Like sometimes I go to that and I'm like, oh, there I go, Corinne. And I laugh with myself, right? I laugh with myself and with my clients, we never laugh at them. We're like, oh yes, here's what we do, right? It's Brian Katie's example of the thoughts that we think can create the prison walls of our life. So when we think that somebody else is supposed to rescue us, what typically happens is my clients are, you know, they're high achievers, high performers, and it's like, they've been doing it all and then they're exhausted. So then it's like, okay, fine. Somebody else is going to take care of this crap because I don't want to do it, right? That's the Prince Charming or the White Knight. It's that all or nothing, that black and white versus like, there's many different steps in there and you being a part of the process. Yes, you may need to sit down or yes, maybe you need to be carried, right? Metaphorically speaking, and that's okay. But being a part of the process is always so important. You know, listening to yourself, checking in with what you think, checking in with how you feel. That is so, so important. One of my, one of the things that I do with my clients is help them listen to themselves and trust themselves, right? It's not about getting my permission. It's about trusting themselves. It's about committing to the best case scenario, right? Managing the risk. And we look at that and we do this. And the reason that my clients have such great results is because there's not judgment, right? There's a lot of compassion. Sometimes there's misunderstandings because that's what happens in coaching. That's what happens in relationships, right? Even in athletic coaching, there's misunderstandings. So then it's this circle back. But the reason they're able to achieve the results is because we have compassion, because we're working on figuring out, solving the problem. Nobody is getting rescued, right? I'm not doing the work for them. I'm going through the process with them. So my invitation for you is these fairy tales, notice them. Notice when you start to daydream and you're like, yes, I just want to be Cinderella and I want permission to go to the ball or I want to be Cinderella where Prince Charming, you know, sweeps me off my feet and we live happily ever after. Or I have a fairy godmother who waves her wand and everything gets transformed. Be you. Be you. Have your own agency. Make sure you show up and notice that there will be messes and that's part of the process. My invitation to you is a word that I'm really incorporating into my life this year. And it's, and I've talked about it before, but it's the feeling of equanimity, right? Which is mental calmness, composure, evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. And true equanimity is a balanced engagement with all aspects of life, not a withdrawal. It is opening to the whole of life with composure and ease of mind and accepting the beautiful and terrifying nature of all things. So how I opened the show when I talked about my struggle in January, I was really much more in a state of equanimity, right? I talked about it all. Now, here's the thing. As I read through to you those definitions, (laughs) oh, you know, there was moments in January, I was like, oh, hell no, I'm out, right? Like, that's my armor. That's my defense. I like flee, run away, right? I have that. But what I did is, is that I dress rehearsed it in my head versus like actually doing it and sabotaging certain things, right? So you may have those messiness of not being equanimity. You may be in fear or shame, or you want to go gladiator, right? The hopefully you're not offloading it to others and you're in your own storm 
And then by going through that and releasing that, you can get to this place of mental calmness, of composure, of evenness of temper, right? Especially in a difficult situation. Another example of how you could do that, right? So I'm a verbal processor. So some of it's by verbal processing. I do my own somatic therapy work. Well, I have something that supports me in that and I have my own coach, right? So I have support structures in place and it's not because I'm broken, right? It's because I've realized that I need space for me and I need support for me because I support so many people or not even because I support, I just need space for me. Like I, (laughs) if I could have told that to my 20 year old self, actually my professional 25 year old self, my 20 year old self kind of knew that that's another story that I'll have to talk about at another time. But another example besides verbal processing and having that is writing, right? So like if you do, or if you're not in this mental calmness and composure and you have all these things and spiteful and you want to say, it, maybe you want to be the evil stepmother to somebody else, you can write it. And that is, as one of my friends shared with me, it's the desk drawer letter where you write all these things, you get it off of your chest, you get it out of your brain, you write it and it's not on email. It's not on a computer. Pen and paper's really, really good. And then you stick it in a desk drawer and then you can come back to it the next day, right? The reason it's not on email or on, you know, on your phone is you don't want to, oops, send it to somebody. And then you can rip it. You can shred it. For those of you worried, like I had a client years ago who's worried about people seeing what she wrote. You can shred it after you write it, right? You can tear it up. It's about getting it out. So that is part of the process to getting the mental calmness. Okay, it's about releasing. It's not about thinking, oh, once I arrive and I do all this work, I'm going to be in this place of equanimity, right? But if the goal is for me is equanimity, what is the support structure I have? And what is my process? And a lot of times it's feeling my feelings, sitting in the question, knowing that the answer will come. So sometimes as things are happening, or I've gone through like a few years ago, there were like a lot of fires on in my life and I didn't quite understand why I was there. I'm having more clarity now about lessons and I'm going to still learn more, right? My trip to Korea with my family of 20, there's going to be so much I'm going to learn about myself and about my family over the next five years as I go through and unpacking that. So the conclusion of today's show is we don't need to be Cinderella, right? We don't need, as adults, we have agency in our lives to do our work. We can give ourselves permission to rest, to do things that are delightful and enjoy this one precious life that we all have. And I get it. We all have our versions of the evil stepmother and the voices that live in our head. And my invitation for you is to say, hello evil stepmother, and goodbye to that voice as you no longer need it. And then as far as the fairy godmother, yes, while there's magic and synchronicity in the world, don't wait to be found, right? Show up, ask for what you want. You may not get what you want, but go out there, ask, show up, right? Do your work and work on transforming you. And on those days where you're like, I want the white knight to come and rescue me. Remember, we don't need to be rescued. Yes, we all need support. We also need to be part of our own journey. And maybe we need people to walk alongside of us. All right, my friend, I'm smelling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? 
This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so wild.